Go, if you will. No, don't go there. We'll go there in a minute. Title of the message tonight, Fear Versus Faith. It's an interesting topic when you really start digging into it. The scriptures, fear, the fear that it, I've got wrote down, causes us to be intimidated, worried, stressed, and downright scared. And it does. It affects more probably than you imagine going on in your lives. I, I spent about an hour and a half today talking to my youngest situation he's got going on. And it's amazing how quick fear comes on you when things aren't going good and you don't know how to fix it. But fear's not from God, folks. And I'm not going to get into it tonight, maybe Sunday morning. We've made a real mistake. We use the scripture that says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. Fear is not a spirit. I've even been bad enough to cast out the spirit of fear on somebody. But as I've studied this, fear is, fear is not a spirit. Fear is a decision by you and I. It's not something that comes on you that you can't control. Fear is, is one of those things that God gives us, that free will. And we can walk in fear in situations in life, or we can walk in faith. And, and we've got to be at the place. Scripture tells us in, in Joshua chapter 2, you probably won't go there, but it's when Rahab was, was helping the spies. And she said to the spies, now the spies were who? Well, they were the ones that were going to investigate Jericho. They were the ones that were going to investigate, can we take this country? And they were the ones that come back with the report about that. But while they were there, they were, being, they were being searched after. And she said, as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you, because of, of Israel. For the Lord God, he is in heaven and in earth. What, what she was saying there is, when we heard what took place, what God did for the country of Israel, we knew that we didn't have a chance against him. Well, that's, that, that's a fear, but it still brought them to that place of fear and torment. And, and maybe it was good for the Israelites, but it was bad for the people. Because you can't operate in fear. You can't be at that place. Well, then on down in, in that same set of scriptures, in Joshua 5.1, the Canaanites. It says, the Canaanites heard the Jordan had dried up. Israel crossed over. And the Canaanites' hearts melted, and there was no spirit in them. There was such, there was such a fear that came upon them. Can you imagine? I mean, just, just think about Think about the fear that comes on people in different situations and circumstances when things happen in your lives. Uh, when somebody, you hear somebody gets cancer, fear comes on. When you hear somebody who's in a car wreck, fear comes on. When we heard, when he, we heard here that Holly was in a side-by-side -side and flipped, the, flipped it and she hit the windshield and got cut all over her face, the first thing you see in your mind is something that's hard and took place. She did get banged up. She did get scarred, did get cut. But I looked at her yesterday and I couldn't believe how much God has already just she won't have a scar on her face and she had a multiple laceration on her face but God's good but what happens to us it's it's amazing how we fall into fear instead of moving to faith Brad our our middle boy he come down with a, a, a disease and I think I brought it up a few weeks ago where 
the capillaries in his body were rupturing. So he was bleeding internally. And before it, was all, before it all started going the right way, he was bleeding out of his, his, his ears, out of his eyes. He was, his, his legs were all just bruised all over. And he was dying. Well, we, we was trying to believe God. Come on. And we knew that we had to keep the fear down. So we chose not to tell anybody but a few people that we knew would pray and not speak wrong over it. And then when the Lord spoke to me, when he came in our bedroom, when he said, I'd rather die, I spoke to that spirit of death. I didn't speak to the fear. I spoke to that spirit of death. And when I spoke to that spirit of death, it came off of him that night and he got better from that day forward. But the fear in me couldn't be broke unless I chose to break it. I have to. You have to choose. I am not going to walk in fear in my life because fear will take over your life. Fear will direct you where you don't want to go. It robs you of your hope. It removes your strength. We've seen that in those scriptures. It steals our peace. It takes our courage away. It takes our direction in life away. See, God wants us to live fearless, not fearless. He wants us to live in a place in our lives where we can trust what he wants in our life and trust where we're going. Fear will help you from acting on God's word. Faith will help you act on God's word. I'm going to say that again. Fear will help you not act. You, 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 you won't go there. Because fear will control you, and then that will determine which direction you're going to take your thought life. And then whatever direction you take your thought life, you end up speaking that. And then the Bible plainly tells us that we get what we speak. So when I walk in fear of something, then I'm, then I'm thinking those thoughts. And it's all right to understand those thoughts. It's that we can't, we've got to choose Listen to me. We've got to choose. If this election goes out the door and we end up, we end up not getting the people that, that live for God, then we're going to have a problem. But we still can't fall into fear because we've got to live by faith and trust that God, and we know God's going to win. And we know we're going to win no matter what happens with the election. But it's still a place that, that you have a choice of spending your day watching the news every minute, I mean, we need to be informed, but folks, if you're watching the news all of the time to keep up with their opinions, it'll do nothing but draw you into fear. It'll draw you into a place that you don't need to be, where we need to be the people that's going to turn this around. Very good what he said. These prayers of these little kids, if, they'll, if, they, if they will say that, that's going to be an important issue of what's going to take place in the coming election. Every one of us has got a choice when we go to, the go to the board. We can look at this, and we can do our homework, and we can see. All I have to do is see, if you're for abortion, I'm not voting for you. I don't care how good you are. That's the way I'm going. Because if they believe in killing babies, then, then they don't care about anybody. But I can't be in fear if they get it, if they make it. I've got to trust God. I've got to take all my prayers to him, and I've got to know that he's got this. He will take care of us. Let me give you a few things i got wrote down what fear does. Fear is contagious. Deuteronomy 28. What's taking place here 
is as God speaking to Moses as Moses is speaking to the officers and the officers are telling the people. And they're getting ready to go to war. And it's interesting, as I studied this, God told him there's four reasons you can get out of going to war. <laughs> four reasons you don't need to get drafted, basically. If you just built a home and you haven't moved in yet, if you've got crops in the field, if you're engaged and going to get married, or if you're a coward. That's in this set of scriptures if you study it out. But listen to what he said about the coward part. Deuteronomy 20, 20 verse 8. He says, the officers will also say, is anyone, if anyone has, excuse me, is anyone here afraid or worried? If you are, you may go home before you frighten anyone else. It's contagious. See, if, if I walk in fear, I'm going to think fear and I'm going to speak fear. And then that is going to go to the next group and the next group. It's interesting, the next scripture I got is, this, is the same thing. Numbers 14 in there, 1330 really actually. The spies, the spies, the spies get sent out and Caleb comes back and Caleb gives a good report. But just right after that, before you get in, in chapter 14, the other spies give a bad report. And I, I think it's interesting when you see what takes place there, it said that the people literally cried all night for fear. If they would have listened to Caleb and chose the faith, they wouldn't have walked through what they walked through. And they spent 40 years, folks. They spent 40 years because of this decision. They spent 40 years because they listened to the bad report. They spent 40 years in the wilderness because they was in fear. That generation had to die off before he finally opened the door for them to go in and march around Jericho and take the, take the, the city. All because of fear. The same thing in your life. If you, if you don't recognize, if, you, if you're afraid, you're going to take that good example just coming to my spirit. I know people that are terrified of a tornado. I mean, when the sirens go off, maybe you guys are, or maybe I'm talking to some of you, you'll run to the basement and you'll cover up your head. Where'd it come from? You know what, you know what my mother did with me? I can tell you exactly where we'd stand. We had a ramp that went down into our basement with a garage door. And we would open the garage door, and we would walk to the top of the ramp, and we would, dad was never home, so it was mom. We would stand, and we'd watch the skies, and occasionally we'd watch the tornadoes. But then when it looked like it was coming our way, or it looked like we couldn't really tell, then we would go in for protection. I'm, I've never had fear of storms. When we had this microburst that come through, I was standing on my front porch and I seen my tree start spinning in the top and it twisted out and fell on the ground. I thought, maybe I better go to the basement. But I wasn't afraid. That's only because who raised me was not afraid. It's contagious. So why can't we take the same thing and, and, and be brave and be strong and do what the word says and recognize that the word's got us? In that, same, in that same set of scripture, fear helps you from serving or, or receiving the promises of God. They had a chance to move into a new country, a new area that was abundant 
with everything they needed, but because of fear, that generation didn't get to go. That generation didn't, didn't have a chance at it. Fear keeps you from, from pleasing God. That's, that's an easy one. The scripture tells us in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Well, you know, I, I never did like that scripture because I thought that was just too rough. But as I've studied this, think about it. If I'm afraid of anything, now there's respect for things. I mean, you don't walk up to the edge of a cliff and play with it. That's, that's, a, that's a normal restraint. But I'm talking about your everyday life letting everything that took place in your past, your present, and your future dictate. I mean, I know people that are afraid to cross the bridge. Well, I can understand that when you're sitting there and it's going like this. But who's got you? Who's taking care of you? If it's your time to go, that would mean you'd make the news. I was parked the other day right in the middle. And the trucks were coming across, and I could felt, I'm literally, y'all been, well, they're made to do that. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, wow, this is, then you get to looking at the eye beams, and you go, well, I don't know. But you can't let fear control it. I even thought, well, I wonder how long it would take to get to the water the other day when I was on there. But I wasn't terrified, and I still cross it. And, and don't, don't take me wrong if you're scared to cross it. Just don't get scared. I mean, because you're letting fear run your life. There's people that won't ride elevators. They let, they let fear control something that sure makes it a lot easier to go up and down. And, and, and the list goes on and on in our lives. We allow, we allow things that happened in our past to get on us to where we're controlled by that instead of doing what your heart's telling you to do. You've got to recognize that any... Faith is trusting God. Fear is trusting Satan. Can I just say it that way? Fear is trusting the bad things in your life. Fear is trusting the past where you got hurt. Fear is... There are a lot of women that, that, have, that have went through trauma with their father or their stepfather or, the, or their grandfather, and, and, and they've lived their whole life in this, in this box because they don't want to get hurt again. And it's horrible, but you've got to take your past, and you've got to release it and give it to God so you can be loosed to live like God wants you to live. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's an easy thing. I'm just telling you it is a thing that you have the choice. We can't cast it off of you. And nowadays, it's not just women, it's boys and everybody go through all this nonsense because the, the nation is getting more perverted all of the time and people have to face this, but they've also got to face that we don't have to walk in fear. We just walk and know God has got all of our problems. He will take care of them. He promises, but he can't make you choose. Did you hear me? God cannot make you choose. You have to choose. If he makes you choose, he's not a God that's give you a free will. Or he'd make everybody here saved and everybody else that's listening to me saved and everybody out there saved. He'd get everybody saved. He'd say, you're saved, you're saved, you're saved. It doesn't work that way. When I went to a different church, me and the pastor got in the biggest argument. Because he said, everybody is predestined that are going to get saved. And I said, I understand that, but the way you're saying it and the way... This church is explaining is that God, God has already picked them and the other ones don't have a chance. And I said, I said to him, boy, this was crazy. I said to him, wait a minute. Maybe you're really not called to be a pastor. He didn't like that. 
But I said, what you're saying is the same thing. I said, maybe you're really just faking it. If, if this is the way you think the Bible reads. Fear gives us a choice. We have a free will to be saved. We have a free will to be in fear. Now, sometimes it's so trained in our mind that it just gets us. But that's when you've got to start working on it and go, no. I mean, I've had people I've scared. You know how you come around a car and you scare somebody and they just freak out. And then I've had people that go, excuse me. It's all in our training, but it's all in our thinking, but it's all in our choices. You don't have to be afraid of anything. Listen, you're all looking at me strange. You're not even grinning anymore. It's, it's the truth. We got, we got things, we've all, and I'm not talking, I'm talking to me. It seems like lately all I've been doing is preaching to me. I've got things that have come in my life that, that I've had fear of, and I thought, no, that, that, that is not what I'm supposed to be living in. I'm supposed to be living in change, and I'm supposed to be living in trusting God, and I'm supposed to be living in following my heart, and I'm supposed to be trusting Him in the times when fear tries to come on me. I've got to go, no. What do you want? I was, when I was talking to Keith this morning on the phone, my youngest son, I said, what, what's going on? What do you want? What is your choice? What's your will in this? What's God telling you? God's going to give you wisdom for the situation. It, it's crazy how much we've got this choice, this will, this free will, messed up with thinking something's making us be this way, when it's really just us choosing. I don't care if you're addicted on something. It's a choice. And you're deceiving yourself to think that you don't have a choice. We have a choice. We've just got to start speaking it and speaking to it to where pretty soon that item is not first in our life. But what he wants for our life is first in our life. Am I making any, any sense at all in this? Faith keeps, faith open, fear opens the door to Satan. That's obvious. I'll give you a good one. You ever studied the book of Job? Poor guy went through it. But listen to what it says in Job 3, chapter, uh, verse 25 and 26, it says, The things that I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I'm not, listen to this, I'm not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. It opens the door to the enemy. How? He, listen, Satan and his demons and all the principalities and powers that are fighting against us has absolutely no authority over a believer. Cannot do anything to you, according to Scripture. But where it comes in is just what was said here. We think, we speak, he can get you. That's the only authority he has. And that comes with Fear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I, I can't. If he said you can, you can. If he, it's no different than this church. I was working at the coal mines, making a good wage back in those days, and I come here, and I got, my pay was half what I was making there. And my dad said, you're a knucklehead. That's what he said. He said, you're going to do what? 
I said, I'm going to quit the mines. He said, you're going to do what? I said, I'm going to quit the mines and I'm going to pastor the church. Well, you're a knucklehead. Well, tell me where my mind went. Well, maybe, I, maybe I'm making a wrong decision. And yeah, it's just a group of people and it, it could just fold tomorrow and the doors could, it could hear right now. I mean, during COVID, there was a lot of thoughts on, is this going to keep going? Are we going to be able to keep the building? Period. You can't go there. And I, I, I rose up in the spirit and said, Dad, I've spent time in prayer. Connie has spent time in prayer. We are making this choice. God will take care of us. Lived in Dr. Craig's house for I don't even know how long. Just to keep, just to keep things above board. And then it was crazy how I would go, we'd go out in the mailbox and we'd open the mailbox. There'd be a pair of tennis shoes in there for one of the boys. And that just went on and went on the first year or so. Everything we ever needed was met. We would have payments due when this building was, when we owed. We would have big, there were big payments due. Back then, Kim Shelley was the secretary, and she'd come in and say, we need $15,555 by next week. Not one, listen to me, not one time was we late on any payment. Why? Because instead of going to fear, we went into request which is faith, which is believing for something you don't even have yet. Instead of believing for something that's not going to help you, why don't you believe in something that's going to help you? And trust God in your life, trust God in your finances, trust God in your decisions. If you made a bad decision, you don't whine about the bad decision, you just repent of your bad decision, which means you just turn and go the other way. And you say, God, I see the mistake I made, help me get out of it by faith He'll help you to get out of it. But you can't be in the problem all the time. And you can't steal from, you can't steal from Peter to pay Paul and expect to ever get ahead. You can't, you can't continue to use your credit card that charged you 20-some percent. You, you'll never, ever get ahead. You go in faith and you believe for the money. You go in faith and you believe God's going to bring away. You go in faith, you never know. Somebody will just write you a check and cover everything you got. We've seen it in this church. We're seeing it in this church. He will take care of us, but we have to recognize you got to get Satan out of, the, out of your life and out of your home. you got to quit doing Fear keeps him out of your life. It really does. Fear can cause you to abandon what you believe. Now, this is a tough one. And I thought to myself, I know you're telling me this, but give me an example. Think about Peter. Traveled with Christ, seen all the miracles, knew he was, knew he, he even said to him prior to, you are the son of God. And then when he got arrested, he was even told you're going to deny me. And he got arrested and what did he do? Everything he believed, fear for his own life. They said, aren't you, aren't you one of him? No, no, no. Then the next person, I think I've seen you in the crowd. No, no, no. And then finally the, the lady said, I can tell by your voice you're one of them. Blank, 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 blank. And he knew he was God. But what brought it? Fear. And it was only fear of his own hide is all it was. How would we react if somebody come to the door right now and said, are you a believer or not? 
Bluey. Are you a believer or not? Bluey. No, I don't really believe. Fear will make you do things you never thought unless you're grounded in this right here. And you're grounded in practicing. You've got to practice your choices. You've got to make decisions that I'm not walking in fear. I'm walking in faith. I'm trusting in God. I'm not going to allow it to, to take me where I don't want to go. Fear will keep you from fulfilling God's plan in your life. See, we've got to have faith. And in that faith, you've got to have obedience. <laughs> I mean, so many people in this church throughout the years, we, we can say, well, we need, we need help here and here and here. And, and right now, we could use help in security. We could use help in door greeting. We could use help in classrooms. We could, I can go on and on. We've had, to, we've had to pull back on our safety regulations just to have enough people to keep the classes going. We don't have people. And, and many people have been told, hey, I'll help, I'll help, but then when it comes time to help, they don't even show up. What brought, what, we're not mad at nobody. It's just that they're allowing fear to dictate their life. And, well, I can't do it, and I can't, and I can't. Well, we need you to, to help in the classroom. Well, I, well, I can't, I don't think I can do that. You're just scared. And what if that's what God's got plans for? What if God's got a plan for, you know, I knew at 12 I was going to be a pastor, but buddy, I didn't run, I just didn't look until I was 32. So I actually walked in fear from 12 to 32 what I knew I was going to be doing. I mean, I knew. I knew it had been spoke over me. I knew that I had this in my heart. I knew that that's, I, I couldn't even finish speech class. What kept me for all them years? Fear. But at the same time, God is so good that he allowed me to walk through things that wasn't good for me, allowed me to do things I shouldn't have done, but yet I can, I can minister to people because I did and realized the mistakes I made and realized the mess I was in, and I could tell them, don't go there because this is what it'll do. But fear kept me from doing what I was supposed to do until I was 32 years old, which don't seem like much now coming on 72 just shortly. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? I think, what, 10 days? What's today's second? Yeah, happy birthday to me, the 12th. I'll be 39. We need, we need to recognize we need faith and obedience. We can't accomplish this on our own strength. We've got, we, everything we do has got to be through faith. We've got to recognize and come to a place in our life where where we, we've got to trust and obey. The old song, trust and obey, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Why would I want to live my whole life in fear knowing that that's Satan's enemy, that's Satan's opening door, that's Satan's, that's Satan's way of getting me, where I can turn to every situation and circumstance. Okay, I told Keith today, and he's got a situation at home. I told Keith today, I said, Keith, I can't counsel you with your problem. He's got a wife that's just things aren't right. I can't counsel with your problem because I had, a, I had an excellent wife. And I'm dating an excellent girl. So I can't, so I can't, I can't go there 
I can only say that God's got the answer. I can only say that God give you. The Bible says in James that if you ask for wisdom, he will give us. That's what he says. And I said, what he may say to you may not be what you want to hear. But that's the only way we can, we can discuss this any, any longer is we've got we've to pray and trust God. We can't, we can't bind the spirit because it's a free will. We can, maybe, we, can maybe, we can maybe bring in things to help and we can call things in to help. But when it comes down to decisions for individual people in our lives, we all have a free will. And I can't make you change. I can only give you the word and you can choose to do it or not. I can only tell you that fear will destroy you. Fear will keep you back. Fear will, fear will cause it to be contagious to other people. Fear, I can go on and on with things I've talked about. And I'm, and I'm trying to help you recognize that the only way we please God, that's why he says that. The only way I can please God is to, to try to make my, and I'm not all there, is to try to get to myself in my life to where everything that I do is, okay, God, what do you want? And I'm stepping out in faith. Because, see, faith is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So faith is always kind of in that, it's coming, I know it is. I just, I just have to, I just have to, it's almost like walking blind. But it, but, it, but it is. Matthew 19, 16 through 22. The scripture shows us there. Let me, let me look real quick. Matthew 19. I don't have wrote down what the reference of that is. New Testament 19. Anybody else go in there with me? Matthew 19. Hang on, I'm getting there. 14. 15, 16, 17. Come on, Bible. That's why my Bibles get tore up so bad as I flip too fast. 19, 16. The man come to Jesus and said, Hey, what can I do to get with you, basically? And he said, Well, do this, this, and this. He said, Well, I did them all. Well, then take everything you've got and sell it and follow me. It was probably going to be a disciple. It was probably going to be, he probably had a future that would have been, he'd have been in the Bible a whole lot more. What caused him to not do? Fear. He made a choice through fear. He made a choice, I, I've got so much, I, I, I don't know what to do with it all. He probably wasn't going to make him do it. But fact is, he wasn't willing because he, he was moving in fear. See, God's, God's got us, and God wants to take care of us. Sell it all and follow me. No! I, 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 remember, I remember seeing the Scripture before I made my transition into ministry. I remember seeing in the Scripture where whatever you give to God, he'll give it back. And I can remember at the time, we lived in Percy on on five acres, and we had a baseball diamond, we had a swimming pool, we had a tree house with a trolley running down it. We, I mean, I had a park for the kids. And I had a lake across the street. I mean, it was just great. I was going to live there forever. And God said, no. I want, you to, I want you to move, get involved here. When we was out there at the tavern. And since I've got here, 
I've got everything that I had before, plus I got a creek that I always wanted running in the backyard. I've got everything I've ever had, more than I had. I, I, it's amazing how place for the kids to ride four-wheelers, place for kids to crash four-wheelers. Now we've got a nine-hole miniature Frisbee golf in the backyard. We had people from north of St. Louis come down and play it. and it, it, Everything that... But fear slowed me down, and fear almost held me back. I wouldn't have been here. This church probably wouldn't have been here. I mean, it... Think about it. Think about everybody you touch in the things that you said and do in the area of, of encouraging them. I had somebody tell me the other day, let's just encourage them. Let's just, let's just, let's just choose to every time we see them encourage them. I went, yeah, I know. Because I, I, I'm going to preach it. But I wasn't doing it. But I'm going to start doing it. Why? Because that's faith. That's telling them who they are in Christ. That's telling them that you're okay. That's telling them they make good decisions. That, that's faith. That's speaking faith instead of speaking the bad stuff that you see. I could go to everybody in here and pick out something bad. You could come to my house and pick out something bad. Come on. But we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to speak faith. And we're supposed to encourage and we're supposed to love and we're supposed to recognize that God's got this. God's, God's power comes through faith, not fear, folks. Peter walked on the water because of faith. Now, he, he, got, he got pulled down because of fear, but we never really look at the other side. He walked on water. He was a water walker. How many times have you tried it? I mean, all of us have run, tried to run across water. Plus, 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 plus. Could you imagine doing it? But that only comes through faith. He only fell, he only started sinking because of fear. And that's just a good example of what it does to our life. It changes us. Mark 5, 35 through 36, Jairus' daughter. He come, he come and said, my, my, my daughter's dying. Well, it's interesting that I don't have much time. Interesting that set of scriptures because he was dying, but he stood his ground. And then Jesus just didn't run to his house. He got interrupted by other people, and he healed the lady with an issue of blood. And then finally he was on his way, and they come running and said to Jairus, don't worry about it, she's dead. What did Jesus say? No, no, no. Only believe. Stay in faith. Watch what's going to happen. Could you imagine? And then he went to the house, and they were all wailing and carrying on. He ran everybody off because they all was in fear. And he said, no, we, we operate in faith. We're going to walk in faith. And he grabbed her hand. And... That's faith. That's recognizing he's got you. When you walk in faith, you walk courageous. When you walk in faith, you don't ask questions. You just do what you felt in your heart. When you walk in faith, you're pleasing God. When you walk in faith, you're slamming the door on the enemy that's trying to take you out. That's his goal. His goal is to shut you down. His goal is to get you to not walk in faith and walk in fear. And then he's got you and he's, he won't mess with you no more because you're just in fear. and you're, you're pulling stuff down all the time. You walk in faith 
it takes you towards your purpose because he's continual. Listen, if you're not always swimming, you're going to go downstream. If you're not always walking in faith, you're going to backwards and go backwards and go backwards. And finally, it's no different than the people that for some reason just stop coming to church. They may think they're okay, but they're slowly drifting into fear and into the ways of the world, not even realizing that, oh, I love God, I love God, I love God, I love God. And, and, and I'm not judging. I'm just saying you have to be fed. You, we're sheep, all of us. We're all, we all have to recognize we've got to daily be reminded we've got to stand in faith. Faith produces power. I know we can do things. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm believing it, folks. Around here, we're going to start seeing more things happen. But that only comes through stepping out and not being afraid to lay hands on the sick, not being afraid what people's going to say, and trusting what God's going to do. Fear changes you. Faith changes the situation. Fear changes you. Faith changes the situation because you're already okay in Christ. He just wants you to walk in faith in everything that you do. Let's stand up. Father, I thank you. There is nobody here, including myself, that does not slip and fall into the area of walking in fear in our lives. Help us to recognize when we slip back and we fall into that that area of not trusting you, because that's really all fear is, not trusting you with our lives, our thoughts, our being. Help us to recognize and help us to repent, turn and go the other way, and speak and think everything we do in the area of faith, trusting and obeying your word and trusting that still small voices inside of us and not being put in a prison that fear puts us in, Father. We thank you for it. I speak life over this entire crew right now, and I thank you, Lord, that you're going to help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to walk in faith because that is what pleases you for us to trust in you, Lord. And we thank you for it. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Call you blessed, you are dismissed. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be up front.